0: stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so in the meantime let's go okay welcome everybody to the brand for leadership podcast i'm jerry foster the big branding guy also known as the branding evangelist and oh my goodness We've got a special guest today coming all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, Nicole Grinnell. How you doing, Nicole?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me, Jerry. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So you're like a bona fide Georgia peach, right? Isn't that what they call the incredible, amazing women of Georgia?
1: Um, I can claim it for 10 years running. So California (laughs) native, but I'm turning peach. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. So if you don't mind, please tell our viewers and our listeners exactly what your company does.
1: Absolutely. So uh, my company's is Solutions. And, you know, for layman's terms, we're a staffing agency, but we're really a lot more than that. My background is in small business. And so I wanted to develop a company that could staff and bring talent to business owners at every stage of business. And so our model is really designed for that. Um, and we have three different lines of our offerings. One is in the fractional remote which is great for those solopreneurs, entrepreneurs just getting started that need to delegate. We have our outsourced recruiting, which is just flat fee recruiting. So great for that small to mid-sized business. And then we do traditional staffing, headhunting that is really that C-level and above um, for larger scale businesses. So every stage, we've got the talent for you. Oh my
0: goodness. I can only imagine because of the the uh, pandemic and how it just turned everything upside down in terms of staffing and the hybrid marketplace. What's going on out there, Nicole?
1: I know. Well, and it's funny because that's really where other lines of services came into. We used to be what would probably be called a virtual assistant company. And we were just overflow support, bringing in fractional team members. And then really post COVID, we were having all our clients say, I can't find anyone to come in. So we were hearing from our clients that this was a need and we already had these amazing recruiting tools and abilities. And so we said, okay, let's help them out. And so that's really where the recruiting packages and our direct hire services went into was helping business owners find talent because it is a full time job now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what's the biggest challenge that you're that you're finding companies are dealing with when it comes to staffing? What's your take on that?
1: So, I mean, one, like the, the marketplace has just changed for labor. There's, you know, different expectations, qualifications that they're wanting, and we no longer live in the like post it and they will come society. It just, it just isn't there. You're having to actively recruit, be creative with the benefits that you can offer, whether it's hybrid, whether it's additional PTO, like finding the person that is a unique fit for your organization and your values. But the reality is that takes time and it takes a lot of time. And for a business owner to run their business or run their department and also be able to, you know, switch gears and switch brain space to interview and recruit well, it just doesn't happen. And and it's really no fault of anyone other than just time. Um, And so what we saw is an opportunity to say we can merge that. We can take that time make sure we're bringing you the right candidates and someone that is going to be a long-term fit. Because what we were seeing post-COVID was, you're a live body, please make it into the office. And that's just not the world that we're in and certainly not how you're going to retain great talent.
0: Now, as you know, this is a branding podcast. It's all about brand leadership, making Mm -hmm. sure that you've got a commanding brand that is sort of a, a a league of its own. How do you differentiate yourself? Because I don't need to tell you this. There's a ton of staffing companies out there who pretty much say the same thing. We'll help you find the best candidates. We'll find the ones that are the best fit and so on and so forth. How do you how do you distinguish and differentiate yourself?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're blessed to still be at that stage where we're very nimble and we're very customizable mm-hmm. and we really want to scale and build our relationships based on those things. So, I always say like we're we're more of a boutique agency. It's almost like coming to a concierge and saying, "This is what I want my company to be. This is what's important to me in this role." And instead of us working off of databases and metrics and you know, spitting out three candidates that would be great. We assign a recruiter to each client and they do a deep dive discovery call of talk to me about this role, who you envision, what you want your company to be represented as in five years, what is this person doing at your company? And we're sourcing for that long-term retained employee that is able to not only bring the skill sets, but bring the passion and the, um, you know, same values and same work ethic that you are wanting for your company. So we're just a little different in that we're more hands-on um, mm-hmm. and we are boutiques. So we're able to really customize based on what every business owner is needing.
0: That's interesting. So that was suggesting that a lot of staffing agencies that are out there are not so hands-on. It's kind of one of those, well, like you said, by the numbers, <laughs> they yeah. try to find it. Is, is that what's going on out there?
1: I think it's a lot I mean there's no doubt that the the bigger you get the the more yeah. of that hands-on approach just leaves right I mean yeah. it's just it's that's every business right so I think at some level yeah when you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of clients databases and metrics come in and it gets becomes more of a factory not a bad thing right but for the clientele that we're going after we want to really understand yeah. them yeah. and their company and where they want to go and that's really our target client
0: So what are your thoughts around the pandemic and its effect in terms of uh, these young? And I call them young people because a lot of the folks that are working for these companies are in their 20s, let's say, or early 30s. And they got a taste of freedom. They're working from home. They they got bit by the entrepreneurial bug, so to speak. And what created, as you know, of course, is the hybrid workplace, work from home a few days in the office. How has that affected what you do?
1: Yeah, so it's been, um, honestly, a, a real roller coaster of things that it's come. So what we found first during post-COVID was we used to get, when we were doing kind of like remote team members, it's, number one question is, how do I know that they're working? They're just sitting at home. Well, now everyone's been forced to work from home, right? So they no longer, it's like, yeah, it's not TV and bonbons, like you're working okay. all the time. So that point, I don't think I've gotten that question since 2020. And that used to be like my number one. It was like, they they literally felt like they were paying for someone to sit on the couch and maybe move a mouse around, right? So, yeah, so that, that question went away. So everyone kind of understood it. There's really no barrier now of understanding that it can be done, which has been great. People were able to see, you know, whether it's, we don't really need an office or we can reduce that office yeah. space. Um, we can offer hybrid and things are still getting accomplished. So there's been great benefits that come out of that. There's also the flip side of that where there are some roles that, I mean, I personally, even though I run a remote company, believe that are beneficial to be in person. Things I think of are creative uh, ideas where people are needing to brainstorm together. I mean, there's, you, you're never going to take away that value of face-to-face, right? And and being able to be in those environments. But companies are getting creative on, okay, well, maybe we come in for think tank time twice a week yeah. and then you can be remote. So the one thing I always like to point out, though, is that I want us to all kind of remember that the reason we went remote was because of a pandemic. It was a national crisis. This wasn't a benefit that employers decided to offer and then take away. Right. So I think we all need to be really mindful of this was out of a very serious event that was touching the world. And this was not a luxury item that we now have all been forced to go back to the mines. Right. <laughs> so there are ways that we can have seen that it will work and that it does work really well, but there are operational things that do need to be in office. And that's a lot of what our staffing does as well. So it's, it's kind of given everybody a well-rounded picture of how things can be done. Um, and I think we all need to be flexible in, where we can give and where we need to take and and vice versa.
0: Yeah, because within the context of working from home two days a week or three days a week in the office, whatever, if their produ- productivity is up, if they're right. engaged and they're happier and the morale is up, I mean, it's a win-win, I would think. And that yes. could spill an opportunity for you from a branding point, which is, being able to masterfully recruit the ideal candidate that could be the best fit, be they work them home or in the office or both, I would think.
1: It's funny because I was at an event last past week and I, what I love about entrepreneurs is they can see an opportunity and create businesses out of them, right? And this individual right. what had created an application which was really able to mark um, I'm going to butcher it and I, I wouldn't be able to give his elevator pitch, but essentially was being able to capture when employees were in the office, how often, how that was tied to metrics of that department, what the overall satisfaction was. So it was really like a scorecard for, oh. is this necessary for this position? Where are we finding that we're getting more productivity? Um, obviously employee retention. Um, and I thought like, that's just genius. Right. And that never would have been a business idea six or seven years ago. Right. So it's just cool to see the ingenious things that have come out of COVID as well. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a great indicator. And I think companies really have to look at that and see where they can provide that flexibility.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I saw an interview, I think it may have been earlier this year, with the uh, CEO and founder of Yelp, if I recall. Oh, yeah. And he basically said, hey, I have no problem with my employees working from home because all they need is a computer. And so he 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 had made the decision. He was not going to require them to come in to the office anymore, work from home and just do your job. And he said it's been one of the best things that happened for him. So I think it's got to be that flexibility on both parts. And and I get go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, Elon got a lot of flack for requiring some to come in. I personally look at his business and think there's probably a lot of roles there that need to be in person. And again, with that creativity and getting a lot of these engineers and designers together to be able to do that. So I just think we all need to be respectful of everyone's side and viewpoint and compromise where we can because we are in a different world. Well,
0: that's where I think the, the hybrid is the compromise: two days in the office, three days at home, whatever. I mean, that's that's probably the the key.
1: The absolute days are just, I think, behind us. Yeah. And where we see clients that struggle, and even bringing in, and we have to have those harder conversations, is when they are living in absolutes. Yeah. Because as much as you want to say, "Hey, I'm I'm the boss, I'm the business owner," this what is you're you're not going to attract the right talent exactly. if you're if you're still living in that.
0: So when you think about staffing. What's the most outdated advice or intel or direction that these companies are probably getting that's not perhaps, or I should let me say it differently, that could be hindering their capability to find someone like you and see the value of outsourcing this task to a company like yours, a boutique?
1: So I think it's a little bit like, um, sometimes the way maybe realtors are viewed, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how hard can this be, right? I, I see the house that I like and I, I wanna buy it and I, I'm sure I can handle it, right? Until you get down into the nitty gritty, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you start going, I don't know how to do this paperwork. I don't know, is this a good deal? What do I do with this inspection? And so I think the same kind of tool can be with staffing is mm-hmm. people can say, well, I'll, I'm just gonna post it. There's free resources out there. I'll get that, I I, I can interview. I'm a, I'm a great read of character. And it really has nothing to do with necessarily the hiring manager. It's again, back to having those tools of, you know, being able to one, bring in higher quality candidates because of the technology that we have, Um, having resources to do reference and background checks that the average show is not going to have to be able to do that, going through skills assessment, doing multiple interviews with our team. Um, And then really understanding how to interview because it is an art. And what we see a lot of people do is they get on, they talk about the company, they talk about their history with the company, they exchange some pleasantries, and then they leave the interview and go, I don't know, I don't don't know that I like Bob. And it's like, you didn't ask Bob anything. You talked about yourself, you talked about the company, you talked about the role, you don't know anything about him. So that's why you're feeling flat about these candidates. And so Um, it's, it's like anything. It's like hiring a realtor, an attorney or an accountant are We are experts in bringing you the right talent. And so you're saving yourself time and headache and obviously extreme expense with the wrong hire by bringing in an expert to solve that problem for you.
0: So does your ability to find and bring in the right candidate include making sure that the candidate knows how to best connect with that recruiting manager? Because I remember one time uh i was i think was one of my clients now that i think about it was used to be a recruiting manager and they get tons of resumes and i remember she was sharing with me what they look for on a resume and what they look for when they get stacks and stacks of this stuff right and how do they sort out the best candidate can you kind of help with that process with that candidate as well because standing out in the midst of all these people applying online has got to be
1: nuts. Yeah. So I personally hate resumes. Okay. It is not what we judge things by. Um, it's to me it's a good outline. But that does nothing to me to describe or really vet what this person is truly about. So we actually have internally as part of our processes, they have to send in, um, it almost looks like an 80s dating site. They have to send in a video giving kind of a five minute spiel on their experience, what they're looking for, um, you know, what they're hoping to accomplish with the role desired. So we have a good feel for that person and what they're looking for beyond their resume. Um, I was just talking to a sales call right before this where she said, you know, we keep hiring these people and their resumes look great. It was for an engineering position, but ultimately no one wants to live in Lexington, Kentucky, and they're all leaving after a year. And I said, well, that's exactly what we do. We want to find the person that maybe this is home. Maybe this is where they want to retire and they're at that 45 stage and this is where they want to plant those roots down. We want to understand that person holistically and make sure we're bringing the right candidate for you, not just, but look at his 4.0 from Georgia Tech and he's a great engineer. Exactly. Right. But he may be picked off and go to Nashville in a year. Right. So um, there's just a lot more in that human connection that goes into finding the right fit as opposed to, yeah, you know, screening off resumes. So I
0: like that, Nicole, because uh, I have a friend of mine and she has a PhD. In- And environmental toxicology or something, right? I mean, she and she had a hard time trying to find a job. And one of the things that used to frustrate her, and this was going back even before the pandemic, was looking for jobs online because that's all she knew how to do. Because it's kind of like, well, if you're out of work and you're looking for a job, then the natural thing to do is to go online and take it from there. Right. All it all it was, and of course you know this is just apply, 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 send me your resume. And it it was like, it was just like throwing stuff into a black hole. And I like what you're saying because what I'm, and again, this is branding, right? (laughs) What I'm hearing is you're giving not only these companies hope, you're giving these candidates hope. Mm -hmm. Where it's kind of like you're saying, listen, company, this is who you're looking for, the ideal candidate. And now you're saying to the candidate, okay, candidate, you're looking for the best fit. Because these companies nowadays, and, and this goes back to my friend's experience, she got declined on getting jobs because these companies were in a position to find, quote, unquote, the ideal, ideal, ideal cl- candidate. It's kind of like, they could, there were so many people out of work that they, they could really find the person with the most experience in this, that, and the other. So... I mean, yeah. I I know I'm just talking here, but I love what, what I'm hearing from you because you're giving people hope, Nicole.
1: <laughs> well, and we just want the best for both. Like we we yeah. truly, I mean, it is like matchmaking, right? Like I, I need the employee equally as happy as the client because without both of those matching, this isn't a relationship. We don't have repeat business and that's truly how we build our business is through relationships. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, the resume thing is just, it's, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine because I've seen clients when we send it over, even though we provide like a great description, they're like, I don't like the resume. Yeah. And it's like, don't even look at it. Yeah. I know. Just meet her. Meet her and hear her story, hear why she's passionate about this, hear her experience. Um, and I promise you're gonna fall in love with her. And we actually just went through this with a client where they were kind of like, no. Uh, no, we're not on this and they're sending an offer letter out, you know, and we, we have to advocate for our, our employees too, right? Like we're advocating for this candidate I like and saying, Hey, here's why this is so great. So yeah. So we're just, we're unique in that way. We're still nimble enough. We're still hands-on enough. We're still boutique enough that we're able to really hone in on what's best for everyone.
0: Yes, I see that as one of your distinct advantages from a branding standpoint, which is being able to say to the candidate, we will fight for you,
1: right? Yeah,
0: this whole thing of advocacy. And then for the company to that story, which is a great story, they may say, oh, that person is not a good fit, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, wait a minute. I know some things about this person that you don't know.
1: Exactly. like that.
0: And so that gives you an edge. that gives you an edge with the candidates that gives you an edge with the with the clients because that says that your success ratio is even higher oh my god so is so are there any other stories that you can share is there one story in particular where you might say jerry here's this one success story with a company i worked with or with a candidate that you'd like to share with our audience
1: oh man that's so good um Okay. I will give one. It's kind of a, a random one, but okay. it goes to kind of that impact of it. So we had a position that we were looking for an executive assistant and it, it, I'm trying to share like how much the quality of the candidates we bring. And so we, we basically presented two. they were interviewing both of them. They were like, they're just amazing. They're so great. Ultimately we're going to go with this one because it fits this background or whatever. It was great. They called me six months later and they were like, what's going on with that other one? And I said, and the first one was still working out, but they said, we added two new C-levels and we need support there. But again, to your point, because of that relationship we had built with that candidate, she had gone on and taken another job by that point, but we called her up and we're like, listen, remember when you interviewed with Jenny, they want you. And I know you loved them. And, And we, we had already built this bond between both client and candidate the candidate actually left their old position and went to go work for our client. And so the whole, the whole process from start to finish on both sides is a relationship and you're building trust on all sides in the communication for both advocating for both. And so it's the recruiting position is so important because you're you're a mediator, you're a counselor, you're a negotiator, you're everything for everyone and and trying to make something work for everyone's ideal budget, skill sets, things they need. And so that was just really cool to me because we had built such a great relationship with the candidate. we were able to bring them back for the client. it was a position that was needed and she's actually been there now for two years so it's just awesome
0: oh my and she got more money
1: and she got more money I <laughs> mean if, uh, she was, in fact she posted on her anniversary on LinkedIn the other day and was like, this is the best job I've ever had and uh-huh. you know you do feel very proud of those those moments and your your role in them
0: so who's your ideal? Uh, client i mean for people who are tuning in what's the typical size company are there certain industries where you have a sweet spot perhaps in terms of manufacturing services whatever your avatars are so there's that part of it the company Mm -hmm. and then from a candidate standpoint uh what, what do you what do you want to say to folks out there who are who are, who are listening and they're loving you, Nicole. They're they're going like, oh, Nicole, give me an in, give me an in." see Okay, so speak to, <laughs> to say this. This is this. If you fit this profile, talk to me.
1: Yeah. So back to what our mission is. I mean, we're able to source talent at every stage of your business. So whether you're the solopreneur that is looking to delegate five to ten hours a week, we got you. Like we can handle that. Whether you are, you know, small to mid size and you don't have an HR team, but there are these roles that you're constantly needing and you don't have the time, that's what our outsource recruiting is. It's flat fee, very easy, very affordable for everyone. And then we have all the way up to the large scale business that is needing to hire VPC level and headhunt for these very specific roles and wants a hands-on approach. So we're able to scale at every stage of your business. I know you're going to hate this as a branding guy, but we don't niche specific industries. I always say I'm sourcing everything from the solopreneur fencing company in Iowa all the way to the Manhattan-based law firm. So, And those are true clients. So it really is everything in between. We want to come and understand what the job description is, what you're needing, and that's what we go source.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. And I think the way you go about it is what makes you unique. You have a secret sauce, I bet. you got a special way of doing this young lady that nobody else (laughs) has. Anyway, that's great. So I got to tell you. So if people want to get a hold of you, how can they take those steps? What are your socials? What's your URL? How can people connect with you?
1: Absolutely. So they can go to our site, which is Bosun Solutions, which is B-O-S-U-N solutions.com. Um, or you can email me at Nicole at Bosun Solutions.com. And we would love to give your listeners half off our onboarding fee. Um, so we love to give those promos for anybody that's coming. Just mention Jerry's name and we'll make sure to honor that. Mention my name.
0: Yeah,
1: you got Jerry your own Papa promo G. code. <laughs> Jerry50.
0: Jerry Fujii. Jerry Fujii. Well, listen, you are an absolute joy. God bless Mm -hmm. you for the work you're doing. I'm such a fan already, uh, because you're. I mean, you know this better than anyone. Oh my God, you are in very competitive waters, and being able to distinguish yourself and set yourself apart from the rest of the crowd is 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 essential. And so, I just want to acknowledge you for the work you're doing.
1: Oh well, thank you. We. We love what we do and we're so passionate about supporting businesses. And so I thank you so much for having me in your time and in your listeners time.
0: Well, and before we sign off, is there one last thing that you'd like to say to the candidates and or the companies?
1: Oh, I would just say, oh, man, there's like so many things that like run through my mind here. But I would just say, you know, be really open, be flexible, um, both on candidate and employee side. Um, If you find a right fit, whether it's a cause you can get behind, a company that you really believe in, a great department manager, everybody needs to get out of their absolute worlds and really see where there could be a model to work together. So um, we love to customize.
0: God bless you. Wonderful. Well, listen, thank you again for being here. And to our audience, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself, and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply. And I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag brand Forward Leadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what I love. Support, I love, love. (laughs) So your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbrandy.com, or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at jerryfosterbranding or Instagram at jerryfosterbigbrandman okay? Jerry Foster, Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, thank you.